Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers have had a few off days now in a row. They have another one ahead of them. They don't play again until Tuesday. So I'm going to mess around a little bit and hand out a few rules that I think the Lakers need to abide when they're putting together their lineups. First and foremost, and the absolute most important rule that the Lakers and Frank Vogel needs to abide when he's putting together these lineups, at least two of LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, or Taylor Horton Tucker have to be on the court at any given time whenever those four guys are available. Now, the Taylor Horton Tucker thing is a little complicated because he hasn't been playing very well now for quite some time, it feels like, and that might change eventually, but as it stands right now, those are the four guys who have the right combinations of creativity, uh, defensive ability, athleticism, size, all those things uh, for the Lakers to be able to build decent lineups around them. The second rule, and honestly, you can make an argument it should be the first rule, but the second rule here is that at least two floor spacers have to be on the court at any given time. As it stands right now, Monk, Wayne Ellington, Carmelo Anthony, and Anthony Davis playing center are what I consider floor spacers. That doesn't mean that I think Anthony Davis is a good shooter. It's not that every time he shoots a three-pointer, I kind of do a sign of the cross and see how it goes. Uh, But defenses do respect him as a shooter compared to other centers out there. So it allows the court to be spaced a little bit. Other guys that I kind of considered potential floor spacers, but I need to see more of, Austin Reeves and LeBron James. LeBron, I don't normally think of as a floor spacer because he's usually the kind of guy who takes advantage of the space given. But he also is one of the Lakers' better three-point shooters. So, and, 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 and he has, on occasion this season, taken a, a catch-and-shoot three-pointer here and there where it actually looks fairly confident. Actually, Russell Westbrook has taken some decent catch-and-shoot three-pointers. The, the defense just doesn't respect Russ, and it is still kind of yet to respect LeBron as a, as a floor spacer, but you also aren't necessarily going to help off of LeBron at any given time. So he could te- he could technically operate as a floor spacer, I'm also kind of reluctant to call him that because if you're counting LeBron as a floor spacer, that gives Frank the excuse to only have one other floor spacer out there with him. And, it, you know, I, I I don't want that to happen. So two floor spacers at any given time, no matter who else is out, who else is on the court. So that means now you have two of, at least two of, LeBron, AD, Russ, or THT, and then two floor spacers. So from there, that fifth guy, you can be a little bit more flexible with. The next rule here, and it's a little bit more specific than the first two, or a lot more specific than the first two, but if Russell Westbrook is on the court, Anthony Davis needs to be playing center. We have seen way too much this season of Russ on there, AD at the four, and either DeAndre Jordan or Dwight Howard out there. Uh, If Russ is on the court, then you need to have AD out there in spots where 
defenses care that he is standing out there at the perimeter. If AD is at the four, that power forward slash wing who is usually defending him, they don't care. Those players haven't cared at all that AD might find himself open on the perimeter. Now, do they get a little nervous as he starts to make his way in and those three-pointers become mid-range jumpers? Yeah, a little bit. But if he's making his way in, that means that that defender can still kind of stand basically in the same area as they were back when he was standing at a three-point line. So if Russell Westbrook is on the court, Anthony Davis needs to be playing center if he is going to be on the court. Rule number four, if Avery Bradley is on the court, Anthony Davis needs to be playing center. Because again, so if you have Anthony Davis out there and you have one of AD, Russ, or LeBron, that means you now have, uh, if you have AD out there and you have Avery Bradley out there and you have one of Russ or THT, that means the other two players that are on the court have to be shooters. DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, neither of those guys are shooters. So if you have Avery Bradley on the court, if you want to be able to benefit from him defensively on the perimeter, and by the way, it makes more sense. Like he's one of the guys who is capable of staying in front of the guy that he's guarding. So AD doesn't need to worry as much as he does when Monk or Ellington or even THT is guarding guys on the perimeter he, AD doesn't have to worry as much about staying close to the basket because at any given time, those guys are going to get blown by. If Avery Bradley is out there and, a, and, and AD is in there at center, he can roam around, especially if you have AD and LeBron there. Now you have two guys who are very much capable of being the last line of defense and rot- rotating out as need be if you're scrambling a little bit. And then you also have the necessary spacing uh to make up for Avery Bradley's reluctance to shoot three-pointers. So rule number four here is if Avery Bradley is on the court, then Anthony Davis needs to be playing center. Rule number five, if Taylor Horton Tucker is on the court, then LeBron needs to also be on the court. Uh, Or or I guess you could technically get away with with, uh, Anthony Davis being on the court here, but... If Taylor Horton Tucker is on the court, I still think you need a primary creator. And he can't necessarily, like rule number six is going to be if Russell Russell Westbrook is on the court. And I kind of think THT needs to be sitting um, unless, you know, you have all four of those guys out there. And in which case that, that those teams are going to struggle with spacing. So if Taylor Horton Tucker is on the court, You need LeBron out there because while Horton has the ball, uh, LeBron can operate as that floor spacer. You have another couple floor spacers out there, preferably. uh, And then you can even have a Dwight if you want to have, if if AD is sitting, you can have LeBron in there at the four or LeBron in there at the three. And you can have Melo in there at the four. And then you have, say, Malik Monk or Wayne Ellington. And, and that gives you enough spacing for THT to be able to attack the basket. It keeps the game simple for him because of that spacing. And then when LeBron is out there, those guys have figured out ways to uh, coexist out there on a basketball court. I don't think we're going to reach that point here with Taylor Horton Tucker and with Russell Westbrook. So if THT is on the court and you need one of the other three, you know, one of the big three out there, 
I think that big three member who needs to be out there with THT more often than not needs to be LeBron. All right, rule number six isn't necessarily so much a rule. I think it's more a guideline, right? Think Pirates of the Caribbean. I think as it stands right now, given the way that Taylor Horton Tucker is playing, him and Russell Westbrook, it's been ugly. I, I have not particularly enjoyed watching them play, and the numbers back that up. So far through 11 games together, uh, Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker have played together for 223 minutes. They have carried an offensive rating, meaning they score 104.4 points per 100 possessions. They give up 108.2 points per 100 possessions. So that means while those guys are on the court, the Lakers are negative 3.8 points per 100 possessions compared to their competition. And if those guys are going to factor in as major parts of this rotation moving forward that means if those guys are out there together and if that negative rating continues to carry on then that means that the Lakers are going to be worse than they should be they're going to be worse than their average competition at least uh because those guys just aren't 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 working right now and 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 you know usually you can you can kind of look at a pairing and even if it's a, a if they start slowly you say well, eventually they'll figure it out, right? So, for example, Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis right now this season have a negative 5.1 net rating. And that is with uh, a lot of their minutes coming with DeAndre Jordan or Dwight Howard being on the court together. There's reasons why you can explain, okay, yeah, it, it hasn't looked great, but you can explain away some of those ruts that they have been in because of the, the circumstances around them. Those guys should work well together. You have a really good pick-and-roll point guard, and you have a really good pick-and-roll big. So if those guys are on the court together and they run a bunch of pick-and-roll, that negative 5.1 rating is probably going to down, go down significantly and probably flip back up to a positive net rating. That's not the case, I don't think, with Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, Horton Tucker doesn't space the floor for Westbrook. Westbrook obviously doesn't space the floor for Horton Tucker. Both those guys operate with, uh, you know, on the ball with they're they're hoping to be able to have the ball for chunks of time uh, whenever they get it. They both want to take multiple dribbles. They both want to be able to to read the defense and 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 read and react. Um, and and you can't have two of those guys on the court together, especially if both of those guys can't space the floor. So if Russ is on, then you probably need Taylor Horton Tucker to be off. And that's why it was so frustrating the other day against the Clippers to see THT in that starting group because it doesn't do anybody any good. And, and lo and behold, at the end of that first half, you had something I would consider a better lineup uh, to, to, to finish it off, which I believe was Russ, Ellington, LeBron, Mello, and AD. They go on a run and they bring it back to 53-50 heading into halftime. And and that group, that starting group, it just never looked particularly good. And I don't think it ever really will so long as those two guys are on the court together. Now, all of these rules, by the way, are subject to change. This is more of a guideline right now because the math on this is kind of funky. Russ is going to play 30-ish minutes. Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker is probably going to play 25-ish minutes. 
And there just isn't enough time in a basketball game for none of those minutes to coincide. They are going to, they are going to overlap somewhat. I just think the Lakers really need to minimize the number of those minutes as they occur. All right, those are your rules right now. Rules one through six. Might take some away, might add some to them, might move some up the list, might move some down the list, all that stuff. But as it stands right now, the thought exercise, I think, is pretty is pretty well thought out, I think, right now. We'll see. I mean, like if, if, if we go out there and, and, or if the Lakers go out there and THT and Russ take the world by storm together, I will happily say, well, I'm an idiot and adjust. But as it stands right now, based on what we've seen to this point in the season, we're more than a quarter of the way through it. There, these are some hard and fast rules as they stand. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, look, we have a whole bunch of stuff coming this week. Uh, Darius wrote a really good article about the idea of Dwight replacing DeAndre Jordan in the rotation, but not in the starting lineup. I, I, he, I think he would prefer to see Anthony Davis start at the five. I would as well. Uh, Cooper Halpern wrote about Avery Bradley and why he is better than the stats say and that uh, he is better than maybe fans think of him, uh, I would just ask him how much Frank Venmoed him for that. I'm kidding, Cooper. It was a good piece. Uh, and then, you know, to come this week, we have some really fun guests ahead. We have some really fun uh, games ahead as well. So plenty of reason to continue to stick around and subscribe and rate and review all those good things. Until y'all hear from me again, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.